Welcome to session number 89 of the Scanner School podcast. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. I'm going to try to call science W2LIE. And this is an Ask Scanner School session where I answer all of your questions. Before we get on to this week's podcast, I want to remind you that this session is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we sell Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone pagers. We're currently adding a bunch of new products into the website. So if there's any accessories that you're looking for for your pagers, go ahead and check out eastcoastpagers.com. As a reminder, there are four promotions. We'll run through them really quick right now that expire at the end of this month. So September 30th. First of all, G1 pagers are now 335, 50 until the end of the month. There is a 50% trade-in on your G4, G5 battery. There's also a trade-in program running right now on the G2, G3, G4, G5 pagers, where if you trade in a pager, you can get some money back. Now, on the Swiss phone side of the house, if you trade in a working pager, that's $50 back, $50 back on a S-Quad Voice or S-Quad 360 pager. More information can be found on our website at eastcoastpagers.com. Again, that's eastcoastpagers.com. Welcome to The Scanner School a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome back to Scanner School. If you haven't already done so, why don't you go ahead and press that subscribe button on your podcast player of choice. This way you've got next week's Scanner School delivered right to your podcast player and you don't have to go and fetch it. If you're old school and you don't like to use a podcast type of player and you want to go ahead and continue to go on the website, there's no harm in that. Just go ahead and subscribe to our, our email newsletter. This way, every week, we can remind you that a new session has dropped. So again, this week is a Ask Scanner School session. But before we do that, I just want to say at the time I'm recording this, we are watching Hurricane Dorian have as a bullseye on the Bahamas and looks like it might hook just shy of making landfall in Florida. So for anybody who is in the path of Hurricane Dorian or just on the outskirts where it will make landfall, for those of you guys down in the southern parts of the U.S., down in Bermuda. So again, as I'm recording this, this is what will unfolding. I'm sure by the time this publishes, it will be yesterday's news. But for now, I just want to say I wish everybody the best. And uh, I've been posting some resources that you can go on and listen to some of the live scanner streams on the Facebook group, scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. And uh, we'll uh, just keep our fingers crossed that uh, destruction isn't too bad. So with that, best of luck, everybody who is in the path of Dorian. Okay, so again, this is an Ask Scanner School. If you've never done one of these before, this is the process right here. You can go to scannerschool.com ask and ask me your question. I will respond to your question on a podcast just like this. And then I'll pick one winner who uses SpeakPipe or our 516 area code phone number to leave me a message and ask their questions. One person will win a free consulting call which is a value of $47 and gives you up to an hour of my time to go through whatever it is that's bothering you when it comes to the scanner radio hobby. So whether it is that you need a little extra help setting up your scan list, don't understand how P25 works, can't get your head wrapped around trunking, or just looking for just any other help when it comes to you know, using your scanner, that's what I'm here for. But again, the free resource right now is the Ask Scanner School. So 
Ask as many questions as you want. Don't forget, we do these monthly. This is a very quiet month for some reason. I have three questions by two people. So there's a 50-50 shot that somebody's going to win this one this week. (laughs) So we'll find out at the end of the podcast. So without any additional rambling on, let's get right into this week's very first question, which was delivered by our voicemail number. Phil, I heard you on a prior episode talking about ID search and ID scan. I, in looking at my SDS 100, I have something that says search with scan, and then I can turn that on or off. I wonder if you could maybe spend a minute on your show talking about the difference between ID search, ID scan, and then this option that's on my SDS 100 that says search with scan. Don't know if I should have that on or off. Thanks, Phil. Okay, that message was left by Gary Thatcher. Gary, thank you so much for leaving your question via our SpeakPipe. So ID search, ID scan, and search with scan. It depends on how big of a headache you want. So let's let's go from the top down. We'll start with ID scan. That's the most common. So ID search and ID scan are settings that you can flag internal to your scan list or your favorites list when you set up a trunking system. Generally, it's going to be, do you want to do an ID search or ID scan? Also, if you have, say, like the BCD-996, the 325, BCD-15, those, you can actually toggle the search and scan, I believe, by hitting um, the function and then search scan button on the the dial. I got to double check that, to be honest with you. But I know you can very quickly enable and disable. But really, when you go through your programming, ID search, ID scan can be done through the system settings of the trunk system that you are trying to monitor. Now, what's the difference? Well, ID scan will only scan through these talk group IDs that you have programmed into your scanner in that scan list or favorites list. If it's not in that list, it's ignored and you won't monitor it. So it's a typical uh, way of thinking about scanning. If it's in the list, it's going to be scanned. Now, ID search mode means that any talk group ID that's on that trunk system is going to come through, basically be received. Now, if your ID is in memory, of course, it'll be alpha tagged. If it's not, then it's just going to say ID and then whatever the ID is on it. This is great if you have a system that's being built and you want to find anything else new that's out there, or maybe you just want to lock out all the existing talk groups and then just find out what's new, and you can do that again with ID search mode. So again, ID search mode allows you to find any talk groups on the system. ID scan mode is for any ID that you've got pre-programmed basically into your scanner radio. Now, search with scan. This is now where the headache comes in, depending. Search with scan means that you're going to use one of the custom search banks in the scanner while you're also going through your scan lists. So in your scanner, you have customs 1 through 10. You also have uh, a public safety, uh, aviation, railroad, marine. Uh, I think it gives you you know, fire and police and, and some other nonsense like that as well in there. Uh, ham radio. 
So those are all search ranges that are already built into the scanner. So if you're big into, say, listening to VHF Marine, you don't have to actually program in VHF Marine into a favorites list. You can toggle search with scan on that scan lit or search list. You can toggle search with scan on that search list. That's the right way to say it here. And then what would happen is if you toggle that to, say, the VHF Marine channel, while you're going through your standard scanner radio scan lists, it will then dump into the search mode for the VHF Marine channels. Now, you can also map these search lists to a favorites list key. So you can really toggle them off and on as if they were programmed in as standard favorites lists or banks or scan lists, depending on how you want to think about these. So again, you can use that for, I mean, I typically would use that for VHF Marine. Uh, I wouldn't really use it for aviation unless you want to, you know, because what happens is it, it, it searches the whole band plan for that particular agency you're listening to. Now, when it comes to police, it's, you know, the, basically the public safety band starting, I think, it down by 37 megahertz and going all the way up. So you really don't want to do that. But when it comes to, say, aviation, it's going to scan, I believe, from 117 all the way up to the 120s. Uh, what is it, 124 or something like something around that ballpark. Um, when you do railroads, it's going to do the 160 to 162 or, or something along that. Amateur radio is going to do 6 meters, you know, in 50 megahertz. Uh, it's going to do 2 meters, 1 and a quarter, uh, 2 uh, two and a quarter. It's going to do 70 centimeters, right? 33, it's, it's going to do all the main amateur radio bands that are out there. So you got to think about what it is that you want to actually scan. And again, you could turn each one of these off and on as things progress. Now, again, one of the things that I've been trying to promote on my Facebook group is a freak of the week. So if you guys haven't been a part of the uh, Facebook group that we have set up, uh, basically what freak of the week is, is I give you a search range to go through and then you can let us know what you're hearing on there. So, for example, we picked a couple weeks back 453 to 454. And uh, somebody reported back that they were hearing some uh, EOC drills going on in Florida for preparations of, of the hurricane. So, again, he, he says that he wouldn't have listened to that or heard it had he not been going through the freak of the week exercises and had put that frequency range in his scanner to take a listen. So you could really take our freak of the week, add it to one of the custom, you know, the one through 10 range. And then as you're scanning through whatever it is you're scanning, it will then go through that custom range in addition to. And this way you can keep tabs on whatever might be out there, plus whatever it is that you're listening to. So, for example, if you want to play at home for this week, uh, the freak of the week is rather large because I want to make sure I got a whole bunch of stuff in there. If I make it too small, depending where it is that you sit in the world, you may not hear everything or you may not hear anything at all. So this time around, I took 20 megahertz. I know it's huge, but you don't have to take scan the whole 20 or search the whole 20. But I did 155 to 175. That's the range. 155 to 175 megahertz. And uh, just report back what you hear now. So again, you could always program that into one of those custom lists toggle the search with scan you can scan your scanner as normal and then once it goes through all the favorites lists you have programmed in there it'll then dive into that custom list 
Once it searches from the low point to the high point in that search list, it'll go right back into scanning. I know it's a bit long-winded as an answer, but those are the differences. So again, to summarize, ID scan is typical scanning of the talk group IDs that you have in your scanner. ID search is basically a search mode on a trunk system for any trunk group ID that you can receive. And finally, search with scan allows you to scan the pre-programmed uh, search ranges and the 10 custom search ranges that are in your scanner while you are also scanning your normal favorites list. Thank you so much, Gary, for submitting your question and stand by for the rest of the podcast when we come up with the uh, winner for this upcoming uh, consulting call, free consulting call. So again, good luck to you and uh, stay tuned to see if, uh, if you are a winner. All right, let's go on to our next question. Hi, Phil. It's Garrett calling. I've been a long-time Scanner School podcast listener since day one, and I know we've exchanged a few emails. Thank you very much for all the work and effort you do putting in uh, the Scanner School podcast together and uh, furthering the hobby. I thought I would uh, take the opportunity, since it sounds like on some of your podcasts that you uh, haven't had too many speak pipe questions to submit one. Uh, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I do a lot of maritime scanning. And I made a recording on Maritime Channel 16, which gets uh, quite a bit of traffic here in the Bay Area. And I had some, I've had recently some odd sort of static and seems like interference that uh, has, I've been recording on, on that channel and on that frequency. And I'm going to share in the Facebook group a, a recording of that audio, and I'm hopeful that you can splice that into your podcast here and we can discuss uh, what's going on and why it goes from seemingly interference to a fairly clear audio signal. So I look forward to the answer to the question, and I'm uh, hopeful that the audio can be uh, placed into the podcast. Thanks again for all you do. Okay, let's take a quick listen to that audio bite that uh, Garrett uploaded to the Facebook group. And again, if you want to join the Facebook group, you can do so by going to scannerschool.com slash Facebook group. Hey, Garrett, my initial thought to that is that maybe it's just a transmission. You're just not receiving all that well. Uh, it's kind of picket fencing in and out. So it could be a moving vessel and you're kind of getting bits and chunks of it. Maybe there's just no audio on that carrier. But it definitely doesn't sound like there's any kind of interference on there. If there were some sort of interference, you would, um, or two stations transmitting, you'd hear the heterodyning. Um, but if this is happening a lot and you do think that there is some sort of interference out there, really what you want to try and do is limit the interference. And you have to either go about it one of two ways. The first way is either you get a band pass filter, which would then only pass, say, the VHF band. The second way of doing it would be to get a notch filter and to notch out the offending frequency range that is bothering you. So this could be, say, uh, paging, right? If you have VHF paging in your area, say on the 158 to 160 range, I believe is where some of the VHF pagers are, um, you may want to get a notch filter that takes out those paging signals. Likewise, if you got a VHF bandpass filter, that would 
basically knock everything out except anything between like 137 and say 174. So even if paging was an issue for you, you would still be affected by the paging because of the notch filter. Now I ran this very same problem. I once had a live feed that did the Hudson River and it was located in Fort Lee, New Jersey was where I had my radio stationed. And uh, being where it was on Fort Lee, it had a great visibility to the Hudson River, but it was also very close to VHF paging transmitters. And every time that VHF paging transmitter went, just keyed up, guess what happened on my live feed? It would either mute or I would be just getting screamed at by all the listeners because VHF paging was showing up on there. I never had the time or, um, you know, enough of a need to go out there and fix it. I just was like, you know what, this isn't working out. I'm, you know, I was going to fold up that radio and, and call it quits and let somebody else set one of those up. So let's talk about the filters at first. So the first thing you want to do is if you haven't listened, well, I'm, I'm sure you did because you said you were a listener from day one. So I want to thank you so much for that. But you may want to go back and take a look at our filters episode, which I'm going through our archives now here. And it looks like filters are on session 34. So scannerschool.com slash session 34. We talk all about filters. Uh, let's take a look right here at Scanner Master's website. Again, you can go to scannerschool.com slash scanner master. That's my affiliate link. And if you make any purchase from Scanner Master by going first to scannerschool.com slash scanner master, I'll get credit for the sale, which means we'll earn a small commission on it, which is a great way of supporting Scanner School at no additional cost to you. And if you go into accessories and then antenna accessories, you'll see filters. And there's a whole pile of filters here that you can pick from. And um, uh, I mean, you have basically ones that knock out the FM radio. You have ones that are you know, great for shortwave. But the one in particular I was looking for for you has got a green label on it. And it's a VHF band pass filter, 139 and 174 for scanners. It's got BNC connectors on both sides of it. And the current price on it is $49.95 US dollars. And uh, of course, you pay shipping on top of that as well. But that might be a good start. Now, again, if it's paging or something else in the VHF range that is bothering your radio, then that could, you know, that won't help you at all because you would need a notch filter to not knock out whatever it is that's that's bothering you. But to me, just listening to what it is that you have uh, uh, submitted as far as the audio, I'm just assuming that uh, you have a weak signal station coming in. Sounds like you kind of pick a fencing. I mean, I could be completely wrong on this one, but this is what um, you know my ears are telling me what's going on, and. Um, Really, the only way to get around that is to put your antenna up higher, get a better antenna, get something that's uh, maybe you try a VHF antenna, maybe you have something with gain just for VHF. But that would be really the best way, I think, at this time to get around it. Now, again, more gain could also equal more interference. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's a hobby. It's a slippery slope. But as far as right now, I don't really hear any interference. I just kind of hear a station that's too weak for you to uh, reliably decode uh, that there is a transmission in there on the scanner. So you kind of just have some uh, picket fencing, some popping, and uh, that to me, that's what it sounds like it's going there. I mean, sorry I couldn't help you out further than this one, but I know you have another one up on deck, so let's get on to your second question for the week. Hi, Phil. It's Garrett calling from the San Francisco Bay Area again with another question. 
I scan the uh, U.S. Coast Guard here since we're in such a great maritime area in the San Francisco area. And I believe when I listen to the Coast Guard in their CG-124 and in their VHF and nationwide land mobile radio channels, that they're on a simulcast system. But that is just my guess. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to leave in the Ask Scanner School and the Scanner School Facebook group a clip of the Coast Guard VHF audio that I've been listening to. And it is an entire uh, it's an entire track that I've taken as if I were just sitting here listening to my scanner recording the audio all in a single track. Of course, I merged out all of the all of the uh, areas where there's no conversation going on, but I feel like I'm only hearing half of the conversation when each of these different Coast Guard units are conversing with one another. So ultimately, my question is, is this a simulcast issue? Thanks, Phil. Really appreciate all that you do. All right, let's go to that audio that you've uploaded to the Facebook group. You're out some position. 134, Sector Roger, out. Hey, your position has to be loud and clear on both. How many over? 45680, Station San Francisco. I have you loud and clear on both ends. How many over? 67, Station, have you loud and clear on both. How many over? 32134, Sector Option Position. Sector Option Position. 9436, Sector, go ahead. 9436, Sector. 124. 32134, Sector. Radio check. 32134, Sector. Awesome position. 134, Sector. Roger. Out. 436, 29436. Sector San Francisco. 124-9436-29436-Sector-124-362-9436-Sector-49. Okay, so my ears are telling me that this really isn't a simulcast issue. What it really is what's going on, and, and you're lucky you're getting this much, because in my neck of the woods, the U.S. Coast Guard on their uh, CG or LANT channels have decided to go with full encryption. Very rarely do I ever hear anything now on the Coast Guard channels that are not encrypted, which is really a shame because I used to love listening to them do their exercise here on the Long Island Sound. Being here on Long Island is great because you get uh, the north, you get the Long Island Sound. On the south, great, you got the Atlantic Ocean. And, um, yeah, it really is. It really does stink that they've turned on encryption for that. But you, fortunately for you, seems like you're still not playing around with encryption on the Coast Guard app by you. So enjoy what you have. And what you're picking up right now is perfectly fine. It's perfectly exactly what you would expect to get. The Coast Guard, just like any other Marine channel, is point to point. And it's from a transmitter location that the Coast Guard has that's hundreds of feet up in the air. And they're talking to vessels that are at sea level, basically. So they are going to be received by you because their transmitter is so high, their antenna is so high, and they are also going to have basically little problems communicating with the vessels they're trying to communicate with because not only are they propagating over water, which is a beautiful thing, but they are also within RF line of sight because their antenna is so high. Now, the problem is the vessels that you're trying to pick up at basically a couple of feet above sea level, right, because of the mast and, and, the, and the boat and all that stuff, they're not going to get to you so well because the RF line of sight is only a very small radius around their boat, basically. 
uh, because your antenna isn't going to match the height of the Coast Guard's transmitter and receiver. Granted, if you had the ability to raise your antenna up to about 600 feet or whatever it is that the Coast Guard is picking up, you know, plus again, you have to go even that much further, right, because of how far away it is that you are off of the Coast Guard. Again, Coast Guard has probably got their antenna right on the tower, right there on the beach as well. It's going to be tough for you. It really is going to be tough for you. It's point to point. It's simplex. And again, it's also P25. And again, with digital, what happens there is it's either all or nothing, right? Either you've got a good decode or you've got R2-D2. It's one or the other, right? You just, as soon as you have too much error on a digital signal, it's gone. It's all or nothing. Whereas if it was analog, you might be able to pick it up through the static. Not going to happen here on digital. So I think for what you've got right now, I think, first of all, you're lucky that you're not monitoring anything with encryption. Second of all, is exactly what I would expect to hear. The reason why, again, you're not picking up the second point of the conversation or the vessels is because they're at zero feet above sea level, way out how many nautical miles away from shore, plus how many miles away from you. And you just can't match what the Coast Guard has because, again, the Coast Guard is hundreds of feet up in the air, putting out who knows how much power, and they're right there on the shore, so they're able to receive and talk to the vessels. You, on the other hand, maybe you're up 50 feet tops, I'm assuming here. Um, you're just not going to be able to pick up what the Coast Guard is picking up, unfortunately, in, in one, of these, one of these cases. So that being said, what can you do besides raising your antenna up? Just like we talked about on your other question, you can get a nice VHF, antenna that will have some gain in the VHF band. Maybe that will help you a little bit. Uh, a preamplifier might help you as well. Quality coax. But height in this right now is the game for uh, for this. And I think we're just not going to be able to uh, to bring in what you want to bring on. So I'm sorry to say. But that's just the way RF works. And that's just what happens. All right. I know that these uh, last two answers for you really weren't, I think, what you were expecting. But it is what it is when it comes to scanning. That's pretty much uh, the answers for that one. So with that, Garrett, I want to thank you for both of your questions this week. We'll count those as a single question. Not really a single question, but a single entry on the uh, contest. And also, Gary, it's up against you and Garrett. Garrett and Gary. Uh, hopefully, I don't say the wrong name now when I do the contest pullout here. So let's uh, switch gears here. Let me put the names in the bag or the hat and uh, let's go pull out some uh, some lucky winner okay so the winner of this month's ask scanner school free consulting call is Gary Thatcher Gary we will be in contact with you or you can email me directly phil at scanner school.com and we'll schedule up your free consulting call so again if you have any questions you'd like to ask, if you're the listener, scannerschool.com slash ask. Again, you can win a free consulting call with me. Now, before we wrap up, I also want to thank all of our Patreon supporters for their continued Patreon support. We have Brian Southworth, Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Bryden, James Felling, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, M.T. Bono, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Stephen Sheffield, and William Arcand. I want to thank each and every one of you for your continued support on Patreon. It's a month over a month uh, way to keep the podcast going and keep it funded. 
And uh, also, if you're looking to help support the podcast, you can go to scannerschool.com slash support. And at that link, not only will you find our Patreon support, but you'll also find a one-time PayPal donation. Also, our Scanner Master affiliate link, as well as our Butel affiliate link. And finally, our Amazon affiliate link. And uh, if you use our affiliate links, it doesn't cost you anything to help support Scanner School, besides, of course, what it was you would have spent anyway and the products you are buying. So it's a great way to help support us without it actually costing you anything extra per month. So with that, I want to say thanks again to both Gary and Garrett, who both submitted questions this month. Hopefully next month we have some more questions. And uh, keep your ears peeled for a minute or two. Um, We're going to have a bonus session coming up. So don't know what day of the week it's going to drop this week, but there's going to be some bonus sessions. And also keep an eyeball on... um, On the email list, if you're a member of the email list, um, we're going to be doing a Facebook Live session this Saturday. That would be on the 7th, and that's going to be at 11 a.m. Eastern Eastern Time. So, uh, yeah, so I think that's a good time to actually have it at. So it gives the people on the West Coast a chance and also those over in Europe. I'm sorry for those of you over in Australia, but uh, there will be a replay. It will be on Facebook and also on YouTube. I know some people just don't like to use Facebook, and I don't want to exclude anybody from being able to participate in it. But there's going to be some more details coming on the bonus session of Scanner Schools, our very first bonus session. um, So, yeah, take a look for that coming in the next day or two. All right, guys, with that, I am going to jet out of here for the week. Again, anybody who is in the path of Dorian, uh, hopefully that um, things aren't too bad after it's passed through, but uh, we're, uh, we're keeping an eye on the storm and, and hoping that um, you know not too many of you are going to be affected by it. If you are, that it's a, a very speedy recovery and uh, you guys aren't displaced for long. But uh, we'll catch you all next week. 73.1, my name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is Scanner School. We teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. 73.